Psalm 11. Are you there? If you are, stand up. If you're not, sit down. Do you find it? And we'll wait till you get it so you can stand up. If you don't feel like standing up, it's okay. David is the writer under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. Listen to what he says. I don't know what he's experiencing, but listen to what he says. In the Lord put I my trust. The moment you and I make a statement that we're going to serve the Lord, you mark it down, the devil knows about it. Look what he says. How say you to my soul? See, the devil is speaking to him right quick. Flee as a bird to your mountain. Why are you saying that to me, saying? For lo, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready the arrow upon the string, that they may privately, secretly, in the dark, shoot at the upright, that is, the born-again child of God, the one who's trying to live right, in heart. Here's an important question all of us have got to answer this morning. Look at it. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Father, help us to understand that we are standing on a foundation. We need to make sure that it is a sure foundation of the Word of God, that it's the rock of Jesus' foundation. May we find and know for sure that we are a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Have you come up on the wicked lately? They're out there. You may be rubbing shoulders with them. The wicked. I'm talking about those who could care less about God. They don't care if the sun shines or not. I'm talking about those that would curse the name of Jesus. Who could care less about the church. Have you come up on the wicked lately? Do you have a word for the wicked? You say, I, don't, I just don't know what else to say to them. You, you tell them you're praying for them. And they'll probably tell you right quick, I don't need your prayers. I say, that's okay. I'm going to pray for you anyway. The wicked. Foundations are important, y'all. This building is sitting on a foundation. Houses are sitting on foundations. I notice to. A lot of houses are being remodeled. You see these big dumpsters sitting out and they're tearing out things on the inside and throwing it in the dumpster and bringing in new material and rearranging the the interior looks of the house. And I'm thinking, hey, they better check the foundation. You can do all manner of things to a house and make it look brand new and gorgeous, but if the foundation is has a flaw in it, has a crack in it, is settling somewhere, you're wasting your time. Now, there's a company I heard now called Ram Jack. (laughs) They'll come in and fix your broken foundation. I haven't noticed one of those, but I did go and look at a big, massive chimney that was done separating from the house because the foundation wasn't thick enough and it's pulling away from the house. And the man said, what on earth can I do? I said, well, you can do one or two or three things. You can tear it down and put a proper foundation under it. Or you can try to prop it up and hope it's going to make it. Or you can do nothing. 
Well, he wound up getting some big massive timbers and a bulldozer and pushed the thing back up against the house and dug out and re-poured his foundation underneath it. You can't operate without a good, solid foundation. I don't care what you're doing. I built a little lean-to, and I thought, well, you know, I can get by with some posts in the ground. I dug holes, put the posts in the ground, built a little thing, put a little floor in it, started putting stuff in it, and it went like this. Wasn't a building. It was the foundation. It's where I started. You have got to start right. That's not only in buildings and houses, but that's in your life and my life. We must start with a solid foundation. And that's the foundation of Jesus. He is the rock. He is the cornerstone. He is the chief cornerstone. He is the stone that the builders rejected. You've got to have a solid foundation if you expect to build on it, okay? The, the wicked, they're always ready for us. They're at every corner. They're at every gas station. They're at every meeting place, the place where we eat. They're there. No matter where you go, you will find the wicked, those who could care less about God. And they certainly don't care anything about you telling them about God. Their job is to destroy the upright in heart. You don't have to tell them that you're a Christian. Just live it out, okay? Just live it out. You know, I feel for our young'uns today who are in school who are being bullied. Now, that's another horse to ride. <laughs> but I can tell you right now, if any of my young'uns are being bullied and I know about it, I will show up and I will take care of the bullying. I didn't say I'd lay any hands on them either. But this is, this is senseless. For somebody to be afraid of a bully and, and have to be taken out of the school and, and home school because of that. I told this person, I said, you, you need to go to the principal. Well, I already have. What'd they do? They did nothing. I said, well, somebody above the principal. I said, let's find out who that is. We'll go to them. Hey, I'm not afraid to go to the president. You understand? I'm sick of people trying to destroy the foundation that you as parents have set for your kids. And you got some riffraff coming in there going to take over. The day they took the stick and the paddle out of school is the day the bullying set in. You didn't get no bullying when I was in school. I don't even remember any bullying. Foundations are important, and we've got to start right if we're going to end up right. We've got to start right. Listen to Psalm 56, 11. In the Lord I put, I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Hey, he can kill this body. He can cut this tongue out. He can gouge these eyes out. But he can't touch my soul. I am tied up, I am sealed up by the Holy Spirit of God. And there ain't nobody, not even the devil, that can get to that. But he can mess with our foundation. You see, a lot of times I find as I go and check people's foundations, it's because of big trees. 
big trees growing up close to the house and the big roots have gone down under there and, and reared up on the brick foundation. Big massive shrubbery sitting there and it went up onto the house and these roots had, had gone down under the foundation and was growing all up under the house. See, so you got your vent open, you can get a little light and you can get a little air and you got dampness under there. Things are going to grow. I'm not asking you to do this, but when's the last time you've been under your house? When's the last time you've just walked around and checked the foundation? See, we gotta constantly check the foundation. We gotta constantly read the Word of God, stay in the Word, be praying, because the devil is out to get our foundation. John 10.10 10 bears that out. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he's doing his job in the world today. You see, our nation and this church and your homes, Christian homes, have stood because they were founded on the foundation of the Word of God. Foundations are important. You can't slip around. Hey, we've got inspectors today. You're supposed to dig that footing. You're supposed to put the rebar down. You're supposed to have it so thick, and then you call for them before you pour. So they can inspect and make sure you're going to have the right thickness and the right width for what you're going to sit on it. You say, well, after they leave, I'll, I'll cut down a little bit. You go ahead, cut down here and cut down there. When you get everything done and the shingles are on and you begin to move your furniture in and first thing you know, in a week or two or a month or two, you've got a door that will not shut. And you jump up and down and you call the builder about it and he has to come and say, well, something's settled. And you go to look, what's the foundation? Things will happen in your life and mine a lot of times out of our control. But we've got to stay and make sure our foundation is on the Word of God because He is out to get us as a family, as a church, as a home, as a nation. You see, God is speaking to our nation today. I, I, this is just a few things that I, I thought about. Earth, earthquakes and, and mudslides and, and plane crashes and killings and, and, and robins. And, hey, would you want to move up north? My goodness, I mean, big, massive snow plows trying to move snow and it just poured more snow. I talked with a couple yesterday who live in New York and, and they're wanting to relocate down here. I don't blame them. Foundations are important. Foundations. Just think about foundations a moment. I want you to think about the foundation of righteousness. The foundations of righteousness. What is that? That is right living. That's treating your neighbor right. That's treating one another right. Uh, that's, that's treating God right. Foundations of righteousness. <clears throat> I think about the... Uh, I think about the uh, the home house. I think about the church house. I think about the school house. I think about the nation's house. In Matthew 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. They'll be fed to you. You'll be given this and given that. You'll be taken care of if your foundation is built on the righteousness of God. Think about your home. 
You're in charge of your house. Matthew, excuse me, Romans 6.13 says, Yield your members as instruments of righteousness. Your members, these things, these things, these things, all this mess, feet, legs, instruments of, of righteousness. These instruments of righteousness, he says, yield them to God. Romans 10.10, With the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Doing right. Philippians 1.11 said we should be filled with the fruits of righteousness. Love, joy, peace. Do we exercise those things in our home? A lot of us don't. Do we exercise them in the school? No, we certainly don't. Do we exercise them at church? A lot of times we don't. Do we exercise them in our nation's capital? No, we certainly don't. Why? Because of who's in charge. We, we have failed to recognize that God Almighty is still on His throne. He is still calling the shots in your life and mine. He's supposed to be in control of the church. I, I was just sitting there just thinking and praising God for our, our great choir musicians and Mark. You know, there's many churches don't even have a choir. They've done away with the choir. Every church I have ever been in, hey, I've been a member of it. had a choir. Why have a choir? To get us motivated, to get us going, okay? I wouldn't want to really, I wouldn't want to stand up and preach cold turkey. No music, no song, no nothing. Just hop up and do it. You know, I could, but I'd rather not do it. Psalm 3, 9 says, not having my own righteousness, which is no good. The Bible says, my righteousness is as filthy rags. But the righteousness of God. Righteousness simply means being right, living right, morally right. Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. What do we taste like? What do we taste like? Foundations of righteousness are important. Proverbs 14.34 says, Righteousness, listen, exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach. Sin is an insult. Sin is a disgrace to a nation, to a church, to a home, to a school. It's a disgrace. You know the biggest hindrance to our nation the biggest hindrance to our home, the biggest hindrance to our church is Christians with unconfessed sin. Bible says that God will not hear my prayer if I harbor sin in my life. Unconfessed sin will hinder. It'll cause a crack to form in the foundation. And things will begin to settle. You'll quit reading your Bible. You'll quit praying. You'll quit singing. You'll quit giving. You'll quit coming to church. That's what the devil wants. You've got to understand that the devil is chopping away at your and my foundation. He hates it. I don't... I don't... I think of... 
so many things that have transpired in in my life. Same sex marriage is legal. Hmm. Abortion has been made legal. Drugs is available about anywhere you want to go get it. Alcohol. Guys, listen, why take a chance? Why do you want to take a chance with this thing called the body? When you're thinking about doing drugs or you're thinking about using alcohol or tobacco in any form, you ought to go to some of these places that I go. And you see a person who, let's, let's, let's say, has smoked all their life and they're sitting there, they, they own oxygen, they can hardly breathe even with oxygen, all the medications they can give them, and they're smothering to death. Or you go to these places where I have been and you're down in the dirt. Literally, I have been in the dirt with an alcoholic begging them to quit and to come on back and accept Christ and let Him take over your life. Or I have sat with a person who's on drugs and be trying to talk to them and they say, Look, look! And I'll look and say, What? All them people over yonder with guns. Nobody was over there. Why do you want to take your chance? Why take a chance with this thing called the body? You may not get a second chance to get it right. Our nation was founded on the Word of God. The Word of God doesn't say it's okay to drink and smoke and do drugs and and run around and just have it your way. You can go ahead and have it your way if you want to, but I promise you, God said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. Yeah, you could be saved and still do that. Yeah, certainly you can. You know what the Bible says? God says He will chasten every son whom He loves. My daddy wore me out many times. Not for doing nothing, but for doing something I had no business doing, okay? That's why I got it. And I deserved it. Same way in school. My goodness, if you knew what kind of past this boy's had. But I had teachers that loved me. I had adults that loved me. I had neighbors that loved me. And I didn't take it. Honestly, I'm being honest with you. I didn't take offense to it when they said, have you stopped doing this and that? I didn't take offense to that. They cared. People care today. People care. If they didn't, they wouldn't say anything to you. The foundation of righteousness, folks, that's, that's all we have. Listen, you can say something if you want to. If you want to breathe heavy, go ahead. Daddy, you're responsible. If you're the daddy in that house, buddy, you, you're responsible. You're the one to call the shots. You're the one to say, hey, <clears throat> you're not going to dress like that and go out in public. You're not going to hang around with the crowd you're hanging around with as long as you live under this roof. God bless us with two boys, and it was tough, yeah. Well, Daddy, everybody else is doing it. I said, well, I meant this. I said, well, go live with them. I'm paying you for your britches and your clothes. You're going to do what I say, as I say, when I say, and I wasn't overbearing. 
Oh, well, and here comes the wife. She's whining and dining. And she said, well, he'll leave. They'll leave home if we get tough on it. Let them go. They'll know where they've been fed and where they've been loved. What did the prodigal son do? Daddy, give me what's mine. The daddy did. He bowed down. I'm satisfied there was a wife in there somewhere. Go ahead, honey, just give it to him. We can't take it no longer. And he leaves. Spend it all. Where did he come? Come right back home. What did daddy do? Took him in. Why? Because of love. And God is the same way. Don't throw yourself away. It ain't worth it. I promise you, it ain't worth it. He said, well, I want to be popular. Well, get in the Word of God. Know what the Word of God says. Be somebody where people will come and say, Hey, would you show me in the Scripture where it says this and this? Or would you just pray with me? Daddy, you're responsible. There's no daddy there, Mama, you're responsible. It's sad to have to say that today. Children, you're responsible. Your parents have been charged with the duty to train you up in the way you ought to go. What is your job? Honor your mother and your daddy. What's that mean? That means do what they ask you to do regardless. Now, I know some people are thinking, well, what if it goes against God? Well, if you're underage, you've got to do it. God knows. You're honoring your mom and daddy. They will give an account if they are leading you astray. They'll give an account for that. But you better be sure you're honoring them until you're old enough to get out and earn your own living. No, you don't disrespect them. You let them know you love them, but you're going to God's way. And maybe they'll see, hey, they're right. How about the foundation of the Word of God? I want to simply ask you, you don't have to raise your hand, you don't have to nudge your neighbor, you don't even have to wink. How many of you, honestly, read God's holy word every day? Every day you read God's word. You say, I don't have time. Whose fault is that? I have to be at work at a certain time. Do you realize you could get up five minutes early, just five minutes, and just read four or five verses and, and try to understand what it's saying? Say, I tried that, don't understand a word. Ask God to help you. If you open it up His Word, He wants you to know what it says at the right time. Foundation of the Word of God. In Colossians 3, 16, it says, Let the Word of God dwell in you. What does that mean? Live in me. I wish that thing stayed right. Live in me. I want the Word of God to live in me. An older brick mason with many, many more years experience than I've ever had. He says, son, I want to ask you a question. He said, that mortar mix that you mix up and put between them brick, says, does it hold them brick together or hold them apart? I said, well, it's holding them apart, but when it sets up, it holds them together. I thought so, he said. I could tell where you come from, he said. The Holy Spirit of God is like that martyr, okay? It holds us apart from sin. And when it sets up, it's solid. You, listen, you ever tore down a brick wall? If you hadn't, if you need one tore down, let the man let you use a sledgehammer and see if you can get one out completely without breaking it up. It's solid. 
Because it's molded together. God wants us to be molded with the Holy Spirit because He is in charge. He's calling the shots. He's the one that lives within. The foundation of the Word of God is important. Psalm 138, 2 says, Thou hast magnified the Word above His name. Above the name of Jesus. The Word is powerful. The Bible says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. That's sharp. As God's children, we're headed for trouble if we fail to read His Word, if we fail to pray, and we fail to go to His house. Really, y'all, it's important. Church is important or you wouldn't be here this morning. It's important in your life. You may be the only one. Listen, you may be the only one in your household that's attending church. It's okay. You keep going. You may be the only one in your school that goes to the, to the flag pole to pray. You may be the only one in your group that does that. You keep going. I appreciate Brother Mack and <clears throat> the ministry he has with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Not only with students, but with coaches. You see, if we get the coaches saved, and we get the coaches talking about Jesus, and that's going to spill over into our athletes. That's why it's so important. The foundation of the Word of God is important. Don't fail to read His Word, pray, be in His house. Listen, not only the foundation of righteousness and the foundation of the Word of God, but let me give you one more. <clears throat> and that's the foundation of the second coming of Jesus. You say, is He coming? He's coming. When? I don't know. I don't have to know when He's coming. And so many people today have written books on top of books that tells when He's coming. I don't remember now when it's been a long time ago, I got a book in the mail. It says, No, when the return of Jesus is. A little book had, I don't know, 50, 75 pages in it. Wasn't nothing but a bunch of junk. But they're sending it out. Listen, they'll do anything to get us off track. I know where my foundation is. I know where it lies. I know who it, it lies in. And there is a nobody or no outfit or nothing else going to cause me to get off that solid foundation because it is the foundation of the Word of God. It's foundation of righteousness. No, I don't always do right. No, I don't always live right. No, my conversation is not always seasoned with salt. But thank God I have a merciful God when I call upon Him and ask Him to help me and forgive me of my sins. He's promised to do so. I've heard people say, well, I've gone too far. God will never take me back. Listen, God didn't throw you out. If you ever came to Him, He didn't throw you out. He says, all that's ever come to me, I haven't lost a one. I didn't say it. The Word of God says that. It's important. It's necessary. Foundation of His second coming. It's going to be the biggest gathering of Christians ever has been. I hope you'll be a part of it because if you're not, 
You're going to be left behind in the, in the, the biggest gathering of the devil and his crowd ever has been. John 14, 3, Jesus himself said, I go to prepare a place for you. That's what he's doing. He's fixing a place. Calling us out one by one. And one day, though, he's coming to collect all that belong to him. And he knows who belongs to him. You can't, you might fool me, I might fool you. But you cannot fool God. In Matthew 24, 44, it says, Therefore be ye also ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man will come. First Thessalonians 5, 2. It says, Jesus will come as a thief in the night. Says if the householder had have known what hour the thief would have come, he would have been there to met him, and his house wouldn't have been broken up. But he didn't know, and neither will you and I know when Jesus is going to come until it happens. No need to be left behind. So what do we need to do? We need to make sure the lost know who Jesus is. You can't make them be saved. You can't get them saved. You can only present the Word of God to them. It's, it's us that does the watering, the planting of the seed of the Word of God. But it's God that gives the increase. It's God that, that, that calls that person. It's God that saves that person. So, But we're, we're, what are we to do? Make sure our foundation is founded on the Word of God. Make sure we're resting in Jesus Christ. Make sure the lost know about Him. Christians need to be stronger now than ever has before. Listen, if you backslid on God, what can you do? If you're writing, you ought to write this down. This, this verse is to Christians who are backslidden. 1 John 1, 9 says, if, if, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He's promised to do that and will do that. You're the only one that can make that decision, and me. I can't make it for you. You must make it yourself. You say, I'm not happy in this church. Well, write it on a card why you're not happy, and we'll see if we can fix it. You say, I don't like being where we are. Well, neither do a lot of others. I want to build. Well, so do we. But what are we going to do? We're going to have to get off and start doing more from the hip. Foundation of righteousness is, is, is founded in the Word of God. Make sure the lost know about it. Make sure Christians know, hey, continue to live for God. When things are bad, can't get any worse, God is still on the throne. He loves us. Ephesians six eleven says, Put on the whole armor of God in order to be able to stand against the devil and all he would throw at us. Can't you imagine just around every corner, the devil, the wicked, has that bow and arrow. The bow is pulled back, the arrow is set upon the string, and he is releasing it and shooting it at every person that names the name of Christ. If you don't believe it, just start letting your Christianity show. And you'll find out real quick who the wicked are. If you'll just begin to let it show. I'm not talking about wearing all kind of spiritual stuff or going around with a sign hung around your neck. I'm a Christian. I'm talking about just living out the Word of God. And you'll see 
the wicked will make their presence known because they don't like it. That's why there's so much trouble in our nation today. The wicked don't like Christians. That's why so many churches are breaking up and splitting up and closing the doors because the devil don't like Christians. And Christians, sad to say, many of them are just bowing out and quitting. I challenge you to be strong in the Lord. Don't let somebody tell you you can't read your Bible, you can't pray, you can't go to church. I'm just waiting for that to happen. Hey, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be somewhere. Teaching, preaching, witnessing. I'm going to do something for God. Then I'm going to have to wonder which ends up with me. We need to guard our foundation, John, because the devil's shooting at them. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege to be in your house today. Thank you for the privilege to uh, proclaim your word. Father, help us all to inspect our foundations. Uh, Lord, if there's a crack in our foundation, if there's sin there, Help us to confess our sins. Lord, in fact, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to cleanse my heart. I ask you to hear my prayer, Lord. I don't want anything hindering me from getting to you. You're the life giver. You're the life saver. You're the life vest. You're all I need, Lord. I pray that you'd help our people to realize that we need to stand on the Word of God. Lord, I want to, uh, many of our people are having to work today. They have a job to hold down, and they're having to work. I pray that you'd be with them. I pray that you would bless them. Lord, you know their heart's desire. They must make a living, even though they want to be here. I pray that you'd just bless them today. And I pray for those that are sitting in these seats right now. God, you'd speak to every one of us. You know how each one of us needs to be spoken to. So I pray that you speak to our hearts and help us to get out of the way and allow your will to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. The altar.